Hello everyone, welcome to Great Hearts Table. I'm Randy Greenwald and I'm honored you would join me here. I remember once reading about British pastor David Martin Lloyd-Jones reading something like the complete works of John Owen while he was on holiday, as they say. I certainly don't spend my vacation time doing that or haven't. Maybe I should, I don't know. Am I wasting valuable time wandering around the Great Smoky Mountains looking for bears I'll never see? Or possibly I wasted my life because I didn't get that D-man or PhD when I had the chance. Oh me, am I wasting my life? Are you? Is God? Let's talk about that. Thanks for joining us around Great Hearts Table. Oh, my favorite people are broken Believe me I I've made much of God's apparent inefficiency. In reality, though, His magnificent efficiency is the framework for our joy, joy that we sometimes fail to embrace. In my understanding, efficiency is the ordering of a thing to minimize waste. This was something tangible for me during the 25 years I lived in Bradenton, Florida. Bradenton, as some of you may know, is the home of Tropicana orange juice. Tropicana extracts the juice and then processes the remains for cattle feed. That's an efficient use of the orange, which tennis great Andre Agassi, who trained in Bradenton, remembered as a stench. In reality, it was the smell of efficiency, the aroma of nothing being wasted. God is similarly efficient. Nothing is wasted. Moses messed up his commission in Egypt and spent 40 years on the backside of Sinai pushing sheep around. Those years were not wasted. Jonah took a cruise in sinful defiance of God's command. God didn't waste that. It became a central part of his story, shaping him and teaching him that salvation is of the Lord. Jesus took his disciples across the lake just so they could rest, leaving, of course, those who needed the gospel in order to get some quiet recreation. That wasn't a waste. God wastes nothing, but we fear we do. We hear the voices of our critics and of the well-meaning spiritual mentors who push us to be in the will of God and not to waste our lives. Anything judged trivial or in some way not contributing to the mission of the church becomes the forbidden thing. We're not free to binge-watch WandaVision because that letter to our unsaved college roommate is not going to write itself. We are to be busy, be focused, be disciplined, and we grow weary and grim. Yes, sloth is a thing. Irresponsibility is a thing. I get that. But so is unwarranted guilt. And many of us, under the pressure of that guilt, are unable to live freely, simply, and lovingly. Jesus pursued the joy before him. We, however, become neurotics for the kingdom of God, unable to take pleasure in anything that lacks spiritual overtones. It's okay to live, simply. God in his efficient providence does not see those hours and days I spent learning a computer language I would never use as wasted, though I'd like to have them back. Maybe it would be okay to take time away from my study to learn to play an instrument I'll never master. That there's no waste in God may free us to do the things that bring us joy. Deep devotion to the things of God is good, of course, but devotion to the heart of God and fear of waste and failure are two entirely different things. One is born of affection and the other of guilt. The first frees us to read a novel without the fear of sloth. 
The latter makes it impossible for us to slow down and enjoy watching the agility of the squirrel. Devotion feeds and fear consumes our joy. We especially need to know that there is no waste in God when our pastoral choices seem to have been wrong. A friend of mine recently walked away from a ministry to which he had committed several valuable years of his life. He decided that this position did not make the best use of his gifts and that it was not really what he was best equipped and trained to do. And as much as he knew he needed a change, he lamented the years he had lost. He saw them as wasted, but they were not wasted. Not for the God who wastes nothing. The church I pastored in Bradenton no longer exists. Its demise can be traced in so many ways to mistakes I made. But it was not a waste. God wastes nothing. Some start seminary and sputter out after two years. Others get a degree and land in a church that is wholly unsatisfying. Still others find that they can get no ministry job and move on to another career. It's easy to look back upon those years as wasted. There's no waste in God. God's efficiency frees us to simply live and it allows us to be simply loved. That we become Christ-like in the deepening fruit of spirit-cultivated virtue is of greater interest to God than the fact that you fell asleep on the couch playing The Legend of Zelda last night. That God works all things to the end that we be conformed to the image of His Son is of greater importance than whether we've made all the right career choices. God wastes nothing. It's not a waste for you to redirect your life to write that novel or to build that pond in your backyard if these things bring you joy. And joy is the kindest gift of the God who wastes nothing. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. Thanks to Over the Rhine for permission to use their wonderful songs, All My Favorite People, and Called Home. And thanks to you for listening. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left to loneliness, there's a place to find forgiveness called home